you when you need to know what's happening, it's 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 time to get in the huddle with Carl Dukes and Brian Baldinger. Back for another edition of In the Huddle. It's my man Brian Baldinger, Carl Dukes. Put him up. And look who's with us again, Nick Costos. Again, guys, you better, you bet. Check out the podcast. It's absolutely fabulous. And we're at that point in the year, Baldy, where all the marbles. I mean, we've gotten to the last week of the season. We're going to ask Nick a few things. As far as betting is concerned, guys, and Nick does an amazing job. Again, check out his podcast of talking about these things from a betting standpoint. Baldy and I and my man Jason Lock on four, we break things down from the NFL standpoint. We go in the huddle. We take you on the sidelines. We got a lot to chop up. But, Nick, I want to start first with week 18. I look at this, and I'm a big NCAA guy, right? In March, I'm watching all the games the first weekend. It's a different feel than the third weekend in the March tournament because things have shaken out. And I look at week 18 like that, where I'm going to have all these, these games on and I'm watching simultaneously to see what's playing out. But from a betting standpoint, Nick, are you cautious a little bit about week 18? I, I love week 18. And great to be on with you guys. Happy New Year to you guys and all the listeners. Uh, I love week 18 because I love betting the NFL preseason. And a lot of people, I think, will incorrectly say, oh, well, you got to be like a degenerate to bet the NFL preseason. Actually, like, it's an incredible thing to bet on because it's entirely based on information. And you can glean a significant edge if you have an idea of what a team is going to do in terms of playing starters or not. Like, if if you know in the preseason that one team is going to play its starters, like, into, I'm, I'm making up a scenario, into the second half, and one team is going to play the starters for a possession, that gives you an edge in the betting market if it's not put out there in the number. Or if one team has a significantly better backup and third-string quarterback than the other team, like, these are edges that you can glean. While betting, and I think we have a couple situations like that this weekend where maybe at this point, as we tape this on Thursday morning, some of those edges have eroded at this point because like we're we're seeing some of these like plans kind of uh, kind of be like publicly put out there a little bit. But I still think there are some opportunities here and some stuff that's not currently captured in the betting market as it concerns week 18. And quite frankly, with games that people might not otherwise be interested in betting, in addition to the games with playoff implications that I think everyone's going to be locked into. So I think you're, you're right about that. It is a different week. But instead of being cautious, like I actually think this is a great week to bet. So let me let me just throw this in. Two quick stories, very quick here, Nick. Before you get going, like I remember playing for the Colts in 1989. We go down to New Orleans, Week 17, final week of the season. Saints are out of it. We win, we're in. All right, they're playing John Forcade at quarterback. He's like the 13th <laughs> quarterback. And we went down there and they spanked our butts. New Orleans, it was a party. I mean. It was a party, and Saints didn't care. They were winning. They had, like, you know, Bourbon Street was flooded. So we go down there, everything to gain against a team that had nothing to win for, and they blew us out. And then I remember one time, like 1992, I'm playing with the Eagles. We'd clinched the division. We're playing the Giants week 17. They're out of it. I got their starting middle linebacker on his back, and he's he's looking up at me going, Bali. I got a tea time on Monday, man. Take it easy, dude. Like you're gonna get that. You're gonna get both, both those. You know, this weekend, Nick, where some players are like, got the tea time. Like, get off me. Like, let's just get out of here healthy. And we got another scenario where nothing to play for. Oh yeah, we'll show you. We'll we'll take you down. We'll be the spoiler. The the Ray Ray Hanley Giants. 
the Ray Hanley Giants were not like my favorite version of the New York Giants in 92. The other one, remember Buffalo Pittsburgh with Mike Malarkey and Drew Bledsoe in 2004, Roethlisberger's rookie year. The Steelers played their second team. Buffalo had to win at home to get in. That's Willie Parker's coming out game. The Steelers destroyed them in that yep. game. So we there are many examples. I love yeah. those examples that you gave. Why week 18 or week 17 in the past has been so interesting. Nick, let's talk about uh, the playoff matchups you're looking forward to because um, I, I don't know, you know, with the way things are right now, and Baldy and I are going to talk a little bit more about this, guys. In the huddle, we put new episodes out Tuesday, Thursday. Subscribe. Make sure you like us and tell your friends about us. We're going to talk about the playoff matchups as we know them right now. But what are you looking forward to? What, what matchup? Okay, so I'll give you two quickly here. San Francisco is extremely likely to be the two seed in the NFC where they would play either Green Bay, Detroit, or Seattle. Just for the purposes of this conversation, the most likely team would be Green Bay. So San Francisco-Green Bay is the most likely 2-7 matchup. I think it's a really interesting point spread where I think it's more likely than not that the Packers are going to get, in my opinion, too much credit in the betting market, where Green Bay will be coming off. If they win, they will have won all these games to end the year. Yep, San Francisco will have a rookie quarterback, and people, it'll be Aaron Rodgers, like, up against a rookie quarterback is going to be the narrative leading up to that game. I think you might get a point spread of, like, San Francisco minus four, minus mm. four and a half in the game, and I think San Francisco is at least six points better than, than Green Bay. So that is a scenario where I would be looking to, to lay it with the San Francisco 49ers if that's going to be the number. I think San Francisco should be at least minus six in that game against Green Bay. Um, we can, like, I'm sure you, if, if it gets there, you guys will break it down. We can break it down then. I'm looking to bet San Francisco potentially in that game. I think it's kind of like in the AFC, just with so much up in the air, we probably leave that alone and talk about the NFC matchups. Um, Tampa, Dallas is extremely likely to be the matchup, the four or five matchup in Tampa on Wild Card Weekend, where a couple weeks ago, I think there was a strong case to be made that Dallas should be like a six point favorite on the road in Tampa. What we saw last week now with Tampa's um, the passing game getting back on track, the the Brady to Mike Evans connection getting back on track, and the win against Carolina where they scored 30 points, which for Tampa is like scoring 70 points in a game based on how that offense has looked. Matched up against the Dallas defense, which has major deficiencies in the back end right now, I actually think this is setting up as like a potential like on-field handicap. Great matchup for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here, where it's going to be, and you guys will hear this next week, it's going to be power ratings. Dallas is power. Power rated significantly better than Tampa, but on field, Tampa's definitely got an advantage. And also, like Dallas, is Dallas going to be able to run on Vita Vea and this this front for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? It's really interesting. So I think you'll have some people that say Dallas should be like a six-point favorite. I think it's going to open like Dallas minus like four, minus three and a half. I think I'm going to bet the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game. Mm. I think the right number should actually be three. So these point spreads will come out on Sunday night, obviously, for the games on Wild Card Weekend. Just watch out for that one, Tampa and Dallas. Where does it open? Uh, I would be interested in Tampa, I think, at any number above three. Well, I, I just did that Tampa-Carolina game, and I talked about it last week, Carl, that with J.C. Horn out, whoever was playing corner was Keith Taylor. They're going to go right after him. And they, they were down 14-0, and Carolina was looking good, and then they just started exposing C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor. Yep. They got three touchdowns down the field. And, look, if you look at Dallas's corners right now, Nick, I know you have. Like, good luck, you know, what they're doing out there. I mean, the left cornerback position, even Trayvon Diggs, it's a real question mark right now. And they played earlier in the year, you know, open the season, all that kind of stuff. But uh, this is a different Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense with Vita Vea, Akeem Hicks, William Golston all in there right now. Um, they're getting healthy at the right time. Ryan Jensen might even play in the game. Um, there's, you know, he's been practicing. Tristan Wirfs is back. So 
I think this is this going to be interesting to see what the line is and um, to see how this game plays out because they have struggled all year, Tampa, all year. You mentioned it. They, you know, in, in any win until last Sunday, they couldn't score more than 21 points. But they, they're capable of doing that now. Yeah, and, and fellas, here's the thing, too, and this is simplistic, but you really want to bet against the GOAT <laughs> in this situation? I mean, I know he's had an up-and-down season. If you look at his numbers, any quarterback in the NFL would take Tom Brady's numbers this year and go, man, that's a great year. It's not Brady-like, right? It's not what we expected. But under the circumstances with all the off-the-field stuff and the mess that they've had and the injuries, and I just put it out there, going into a game like this, Nick, I, I, I just sitting here going, do I really want to bet against the GOAT to not cover? Well, that's, really, that's where I'm at. He threw the ball so good last week. I mean, if Kate Otten, if Kate Otten could catch, he would have had five more completions. But, like, every throw was so – I mean, it was just one stick throw after another all afternoon. I'll say this, and like I, I would be interested if this was full strength Dallas defense and like Tampa's kind of like like injury injured offensive line. I would be interested in Dallas, but with the current setup of the teams, I think three is the right point spread of the game. Three is probably I do nothing. If it's three and a half, I think I'm interested in Tampa. I'll just say this: if if Tampa has to go to Philly in the divisional weekend and Hertz is going to play and he's going to be healthy. Uh, I think Philly's absolutely going to truck them in that game. And we'll see what the point spread would be there. I would be interested in Philly. We can like talk about that as it gets there. And one other one, just because you asked the question, Carl, if it's going to be Giants-Vikings on Wild Card Weekend in Minnesota, rematch of a game we saw a couple weeks ago, Minnesota's going to be more than a three-point favorite. They closed four and a half a couple weeks ago. It's a home game in the playoffs. Minnesota's got a great home field. My sense is, is that when it opens, Minnesota favored by more than three, the Giants are going to get bet immediately. And I will be one of the people interested in betting the Giants at a number above three. It's just like three likely matchups for the playoffs in the NFC and maybe ways to take advantage of it before the point spreads move as the week moves along. Before I let you go, while we're talking about the Giants, and I see your New York cap, Brian Dable, coach of the year, guys. Coach of the year. Listen, Carl, nobody's done more with less than Brian Dable. They actually cobbled together a passing game these last three weeks that is actually working. Richie James in the slot, Isaiah Hodgins, you know, at the X, Darius Slayton at the Z. Uh, they're throwing, Daniel Jones has never thrown the ball in six years better than he has right now. Uh, and defensively, like they're getting their pieces back. You know, Xavier is back right now. Lanny Collins is back. Um, to me, when I saw them in preseason, Carl, and I was up there at training camp a couple times, I thought may, nobody practiced, first of all. I was like, maybe three, four wins. They're a playoff team. And they might, they might if they, that happens, Nick, if they go to Minnesota, they could have won that game two weeks ago. Um they won't, they, they won't back down to the, the Vikings. They'll have a plan. And Kirk Cousins is going to get hit. And we'll see what happens when he gets hit in that game. Uh, All coach, right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. Uh, coach, coach of the year, Carl, is really interesting. Um, Nick Sirianni was going to win prior to the Jalen Hurts injury. A couple losses has now made this kind of like a coin flip between three coaches, Sirianni, Dable, and Kyle Shanahan. Now, Tom Pelissero of NFL Media recently not did like a straw poll, but polled like a, anonymous executives who don't vote on the award, but can right. maybe like give us, we can glean some information from this. And Kyle Shanahan was the winner of the award. 
if the Niners win out with Brock Purdy as the quarterback, makes things very interesting. Um, I actually think Shanahan is the most likely person to win the award. And I'm not saying that he's my pick. I'm wearing a New York Yankees hat. I'm a Giants fan. <laughs> I think Brian Dable's the coach of the year. I actually think Kyle Shanahan will win, will win the award. Yeah, it's a great point, Nick. And they went through that stretch, Baldy, where we were talking. There's about four weeks, maybe five. They were not healthy. And you just had no. to like, like stay above, you know, stay, keep your head above water. And they, they were did. three and four, Carl. They yeah, and, and then four. you said when they get healthy, Carl – they're going to be a problem. And, and we said they're going to go on a run. And look at this run they've gone on. So, Nick, it's a great point about Kyle. All right, I want to ask you about a game just from a betting standpoint. Tampa's in. We were talking about them in the playoffs. This is separate, guys. It's week 18. Tampa's at Atlanta this weekend. Atlanta's playing Desmond Ritter. It's his fourth start. We're trying to figure out whether the kid can play or not. He doesn't have a lot on the outside. He's got a pretty good running game. But at the end of the day, why would I bet this game knowing that Tampa probably won't play a lot of guys, Nick? So this is um a potential great live betting game. And I would this is not like a generalization. Not every game is a great live betting game. And live betting can get you in trouble if you're like if you're someone who has like bad tendencies and want to keep betting. So like don't do that, obviously. But I think this is kind of what you're looking for here. Um, this was Atlanta minus seven on Monday with the expectation the Bucs would play nobody. They're locked into the four seed. Todd Bowles comes out on Monday and announces he's going to play the starters in the game. The line immediately moves to three. While Ken Barkley, my co-host, and I are on the air on Monday, we're like, this is this is insane. Like, the betting market's moving like this. Why? Like, Todd Bowles can say whatever he wants. There is a 0.0% chance that Tom Brady and the starters play the entire game. Right. Um, also, Bowles kind of snuck into his press conference yesterday that Kyle Trask, the third stringer, right, the second-year quarterback out of Florida, or third, whatever, third year, whatever, is like is going to be active in the game. He's going to dress, and Blaine Gabbert's going to be the backup. What does that tell you? It means that Gabbert's going to play, and then Trask is going to play at the end of the game. What does that mean? It's a preseason game for the Buccaneers. <laughs> so at some point, so let's just say, I'm going to create a scenario here. First drive of the game, Bucks receive the opening coin toss. They go down the field, score a touchdown. They go down the field and kick a field goal. Live betting, guys, when like the line is now reset during the game, and you can bet the game live, which is people talk about a lot. Live betting numbers are not set by a human being that's watching the game. It is literally a mathematical algorithm that is based on the closing spread of the game that is not going to account for what's actually happening on the field. So if the game comes back from commercial break, Tampa's up 3 nothing, and Tom Brady's got his baseball cap on and Blaine Gabbert's putting his helmet on, you know the Bucs are about to put their backups in. The Falcons are going to play their starters the whole game to try and win. They're trying to build a winning culture here to see if Ritter is the guy. You may get a great live betting opportunity to bet on the Atlanta Falcons in that scenario. So this is not something that manifests itself in every single game, but because of how weird Week 18 is going to be, I think it's a scenario that we could very likely see unfold fold. Brady and the Bucks score early. Starters get pulled. Number doesn't account for it. You can bet and potentially win money on the Atlanta Falcons. It is a Falcons or nothing spot for me coming up on Sunday. I love it. I, I do. Nick, always great to have you on, man. Tell the people where they can find you and you better you bet. Yep, just search You Bet wherever you find your podcast. We're on live 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, odyssey.com, the Odyssey app, uh, radio stations nationwide as part of our BetQL network. Also on Sunday mornings, countdown to kickoff, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. And in the playoffs, we'll be on Saturday and Sunday morning, getting you set to bet and win on the National Football League and so much more. Let's get some money, guys. Nick, we'll talk to you next week. Playoff time, baby. It's time to look ahead to the playoffs. Nick, take care. Wishing everybody minimal Thanks, sweats, Nick. winning bets. The absolute very best of luck. Appreciate it. Talk to you later today, Nick.